Think of any major corporation or institution, and chances are they have pledged to either cut their carbon emissions dramatically or source their energy mostly or entirely from clean sources in the coming decades. The Tennessee Valley Authority's Green Invest program since 2018 has looked to simplify that process by acting as a matchmaker for these companies, cities, and universities, and hungry renewable developers looking for their next big partnership. To date, the program has brought $2.7 billion of new investment and more than 2.1 gigawatts of new generation to the grid. The program can count Facebook, Google, GM, Vanderbilt University, and Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey among its alums. Hi, I'm Colt Shaw, New Project Media's Southeast and Midwest reporter, and today I'm speaking with Jamie Bach, TVA's Manager for Commercial Energy Solutions, about the innovative program's roots, future, and ongoing relationship with some of Silicon Valley's biggest names. All right, hi, Jamie, thanks for joining us. Um, I am going to uh, start pretty broad. Obviously, we have some news today with uh, uh, the Knoxville Utilities Board, uh, Orgis, and Tennessee Valley Authority on another Green Invest deal, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. Um, But to start off, I was hoping you might be able to um, sort of go over the roots of the Green Invest program, uh, how it came together, when it came together, and if there was... um, if TVA was doing anything similar before actually sort of solidifying it as a, uh, as an official program. Yeah, Cole. Well, thank you for having me today. You know, when I, when I think about the origins of the, the green invest program, I kind of, I start by thinking about the market landscape today and it seems like more and more companies. And I just read about a handful of other ones um, the other day that are, committing to 100% renewable power or maybe a carbon reduction goal or really even more broadly a, a sustainability target and it's even reaching past what I would say companies to cities are participating you mentioned Knoxville universities utilities everyone's really looking to demonstrate leadership and help accelerate this zero carbon transition so that's today. If you go back three or four years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case, at least here in the Valley. I think you had a few early adopters, almost essentially market creators for renewable energy products. And they really, those early adopters really helped drive the creation of what is today our Green Invest program. And I think through that engagement and collaboration, Green Invest was really created through the lens of economic development, and it's, it's a tool um, that helps drive investment and jobs to our region. So in 2021, we're headed into our, our fourth cycle of procurement for Green Invest customers, and um, we're seeing a lot of really positive momentum. I'll talk a little bit more about that throughout um, our chat today. Um, we're also seeing a really diverse set of customers commit to the program. So that's today going back a few years um, and how the program kind of started through the, the lens of economic development. Yeah. I mean, when you think back to those first couple of years, um, obviously you guys have worked with some huge names, especially Silicon Valley names, Facebook, Google. Um, is there any, who was the first uh, name uh, company that you guys really worked with that was huge and kind of showed maybe the path forward for the program? Sure. Yeah. So back in um, the origin of the program, we were working with Facebook and Google as they were looking to 
uh, locate data centers to the valley. And I think what's neat about the Green Invest program is that partnership, that engagement, that collaboration with customers. You know, it started with Facebook and Google. It's expanded since then. And customers have really, you know, helped evolve the program year over year. I mean, one of the things the landscape is evolving so quickly and kind of core to the commercial team that I work on is ensuring that we have solutions that align to the needs of the market, solutions that help meet emerging demand. Um, and so that partnership with customers really helps maintain a competitive product. But yeah, Facebook and Google kind of started the journey and, and here we are today. Yeah. So when you talk to some of these companies, obviously a lot of them set these very ambitious uh, long-term goals, emission Mm -hmm. reductions, generation, uh, you know, hundred percent renewable a lot of the time. Um, When you talk to some of these companies, uh, how do they describe the difference between, you know, going through the green invest program and then beforehand just going out and trying to find some beneficial partnership just sort of Mm -hmm. in the dark. Has anyone ever uh, expressed any thought about, sort of the streamlining aspect of the, uh, of the green invest program? Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. I think it green invest. So any of these deals, it takes a lot of touch points, a lot of, um, again, collaboration and investment on, on multiple parties to have this come together. So having a framework in place that makes it um, streamline is, is certainly beneficial because a lot of these, entities are really driving towards aggressive targets and needing to have something in place sooner rather than later. Um, I think one of the principles that we have kind of built the Green Invest program on is on transparency and collaboration. So, um, you know, feedback we get from customers is that uh, really just a transparent process throughout and connecting customers to projects that really align to unique Uh, renewable preferences, whether that's locational or technology driven, it could be any number of things. So um, we've gotten feedback that uh, the transparency component of of the Green Invest kind of experience, if you will, is is really a preferred aspect of of the program. Yeah. So, I mean, now I believe it's uh, three years on since the start of the program. I hope I have that Mm -hmm. correct. Um, yeah. what, how many projects have come out of this and what's the total you know, number of gigawatts that has been brought forth from you know, this partnership making uh, program? Yeah, no, I, it's uh, something I'm excited to talk about. So I don't think it's an understatement to say that renewable deal flow um, in the Valley is really at historic levels. We've seen um, so we just in early 2021, we per- surpassed 2000 megawatts of customer commitments under the program. And all of those projects are contracted to um, have a scheduled online date by the end of 2023. So that 2000 megawatt uh, threshold is something that we're really excited about. And, um, you know, Colt, I almost think we're, we're really at a tipping point. So in the last 12 months or so alone, we've seen over a thousand megawatts of customer commitment. So you've, you've really seen an acceleration in, um, in commitments to the program. And, you know, if I think more broadly of the why behind that acceleration, I think there's kind of two trends that come to my mind. And 
green invest customers are really looking to connect to renewable energy products that help, of course, meet sustainability goals, but it's a little bit more broad than that. It's really, how can I connect to projects that help demonstrate leadership in this space and also really drive innovation? I mean, I think this market is moving so fast. You know, we're starting to see the advent of new technologies, think of like solar, solar plus storage. Um, and so, you know, customers are excited about that and they want to connect to projects that demonstrate leadership and de demonstrate something new and innovative. Yeah, you mentioned new technology. I saw, um, I had written about um, in March, uh, a new deal with Origis and Facebook uh, brokered by TVA uh, in Mississippi with, I believe, 150 uh, megawatts of capacity with 50 megawatts of battery storage. It, do you see that becoming more and more of an ask uh, when you're approached by potential off takers that, you know, storage should be in the picture? And, you know, how have you seen, you know, momentum or interest in that particular aspect uh, grow, you know, since since you guys started out? Yeah, it's something that's that's really exciting. And I think, you know, just from a system perspective, as we uh, add more and more solar to our system throughout the, you know, the coming years, uh, new technologies like storage just become, uh, they become a core element of kind of a longer term strategy to help enable more renewable energy. But from a technology standpoint, a customer renewable preference standpoint, I do think um, that could be a trend worth watching as more and more customers wanna help enable projects that, um, just drive a more overall efficient and re resilient grid in the region. Gotcha. And so also you had mentioned um, this sort of momentum uh, in the last uh, 12 months, uh, seeing about a thousand megawatts of mm -hmm. new commitments uh, from Green Invest partners. Uh, do you see that snowballing in the future? Just having, you know, obviously talks are constantly ongoing months before new deals are announced. Um, do you see that really snowballing over the next couple of years and, and sort of what, what's the kind of place you guys hope to bring it to? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly an exciting thing to, to think about from, from, from the perspective of, of my role and my team that's out there, you know, leading these engagements from a commercial perspective and, and bringing new customers um, into the Green Invest, you know, program. So it's certainly something that um, I'm excited about. I do think interest will continue to grow. Um, I might take this opportunity to talk a little bit about how, you know, we talked about um, Facebook and Google and early adopters on the front end. I think something that will feed that kind of pipeline cult, if you will, is the diversity of, of customers that we're seeing start to sign up for projects. So I think coming out of this last cycle, one trend or a couple, a couple trends that, that of, of note are, we started seeing smaller um, off-takers to specific projects. We saw more shared projects. We also saw projects that connected to, to local companies um, as opposed to just anywhere in our, in our, in our footprint. Mm -hmm. We also saw a mix of co-op and uni participation for the first time. So we really, there was a lot of firsts coming out of this last cycle and I'll highlight a few of them. Um, yeah, please do. We, if that's okay to, to no, jump yeah, in on no, it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we worked with 
Warren Rural Electric Co-op in Kentucky. They became the first co-op to um, participate in the program. Of course, they were partnering with the local Corvette plant there in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And then ultimately they partnered with Facebook on, um, on, a, on a project that was again, located there in Kentucky, located, I think it was, you know, relatively close to, to the, the Bowling Green plant. It was actually our largest solar plus storage project in our Kentucky footprint. So we were really excited about that. And then similarly in Tennessee, we saw um, a partnership with Duck River Electric Co-op and Jack Daniels, which is as a Tennessean is certainly an iconic name brand. And we were excited to work with Duck River and Jack Daniels on their um, renewable energy needs. And, and that, that project is located there in Moore County and it's just right down the street from the distillery. So a great opportunity to connect large scale renewables to local customers looking to achieve goals. And then we also had a similar situation in, in Mississippi where we're seeing a lot of solar adoption on our system we were able to connect Starkville Utilities in the city of Starkville to a, to, to a project local in Mississippi. So, um, you know, I just that that recent activity, Cole, those recent highlights. I think it just connecting large scale solar to local customers and local communities um, has been a, a great trend that we've seen, and I expect to see more of that in the coming years. It's definitely one of the most I guess, eye-catching aspects of uh, the program, just everything from, you know, small locally owned businesses to, you know, ancient local names like Jack Daniels, you know, to tech behemoths like Google and Facebook. Right. Um, is there any other, and I know obviously just the way the deals work, you probably can't get into specific names, but are there other sort of industries, institutions that you, uh, you guys expect to be making announcements on in the next couple of years? I know you even have names like Vanderbilt University. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any sort of big industries that you guys haven't yet announced, uh, you know, breaking into, but, you know, expect to over the uh, next year, two, three years? Yeah, it's a great question. I, you know, I think more broadly, I would just say, you know, we're open for business when it comes to, to renewable energy and, and, and the Green Invest program. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when I started in this role, I, I don't know that I even foresaw doing a deal with a company like a Jack Daniels or a Corvette plant. So I'm excited to, to um, see what the future brings. And I might back up to just kind of when I started the conversation talking about how fast the market is moving um, and making sure that we have a competitive product. So while we've partnered with data centers and, you know, auto manufacturing and <clears throat> even distilleries, we do want to make sure that we keep our renewable products competitive to whatever cold, that next thing is that's coming, that, that next industry segment that needs access to renewable energy. Um, so I guess some, some of that's to be determined, but I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, you um, also, uh, I wanted to get into, it's kind of hard, can be sort of, you know, chicken or the egg, but do you think having this program um, in place is, and you, you, you talked about it as primarily an economic uh, mm -hmm. driver, uh, do you think this program being in place in the Valley has drawn data centers to the, the Valley, or do you think 
you know, it's, it's sheer luck for data and uh, for Facebook and Google who are looking to bring uh, data centers there. Have you had any indication of whether that's actually, you know, pulling in uh, big employers to the region? Yeah, I think, I think in general, when I think about, I'm going to talk a little bit about economic development, then I might back up to solar energy or renewable energy more broadly. But when I think about economic development and bringing jobs and capital investment to our region, I think having a competitive renewable energy product or tool and the tool belt to recruit those companies is, is, is really going to be core to that offering. I think I work very closely with my team works very closely with our economic development team. And as prospects are, are considering the Valley access to renewable energy always seems to be a question um, that comes up. And I think what is neat about renewable energy and maybe solar specifically in, in the Valley is we're really seeing it intersect all the core elements of our mission. So we're a little bit different with our public power mission and we're, we're built on the three E's, energy, environment, and economic development, which we've talked about. But if you think about renewable energy, access to renewable energy, it, it again, is intersecting all of those elements. So energy, we're always looking to keep rates as low as feasible. The economics of renewables has improved you know, tremendously over the last handful of years. And so then the next challenge is how do we continue to add low cost renewable energy in a way that maintains our reliability? Um, and so we, we will work to ensure that we do that. The environment, ensuring that the investments in renewable energy, you know, help improve, you know, the carbon trajectory of the valley. And then economic development, how can you use renewables, products to drive prosperity to the region. And um, from a commercial energy perspective, that's what we're trying to do to complement all of those three core areas. Great. Well, another thing that has always interested me, especially, I mean, about it, TVA as a whole, obviously comes out of the New Deal. It's a federally owned utility. And I've talked to Scott about this before, but I was hoping you might be able to go into sort of what are some of the advantages you guys have uh, with that setup and sort of what are some of the challenges and, and how do they play off the, uh, the Green Invest program? Yeah, so I, I think I, I mentioned it and that's a good lead in to talk about you know, the mission in general, but we're different here in the Valley. Um, we have no shareholders to return, um, say dividends to. We're, we're really built for the people of the Valley and we operate to serve um, to serve serve our region, and our our piece of that is, or at least my piece of that is, is is renewable energy programs. And you know, at the sake of sounding repetitive, cold, I think that's really where we see you know big impact is that economic development and bringing jobs and capital investment to the region. I think this addition of solar also locally does create. Um, create jobs and investment in local communities with where these projects are going. So that is another benefit. You know, from a procurement standpoint, I, I hit on this a little bit earlier, but we source all of these projects through a competitive RFP. So um, we work closely with our originators on an annual basis to explore that. And I think, you know, one of the things, and we've hit on it, that we're 
learning from this RFP process is the, the kind of the, the introduction of new technologies. So you hit on it, Colt, we've signed uh, a handful of solar plus storage PPAs and we're really exploring how to maximize the benefit of those projects, um, particularly from a storage perspective. And we're also kind of outside or ancillary to, to our group. We're looking at standalone storage as well and how we can, um, through innovation and research efforts, really strengthen the reliability and resiliency of the grid. So and just a few thoughts on that. <clears throat> yeah, so obviously, um, you know, Green Invest has been taking off. Have, have you found that that has influenced TVA's uh, renewable generation uh, otherwise in terms of, you know, just um, going out and looking for, for projects that just fit into your grid for your, your you know, residential customers, smaller scale companies? Have you found that that's had any effect or had, you know, any sort of play off of that in terms of, you know, you know, making partnerships with new um, third party developers and things like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. So just this, it seems like the rate of change in the inner energy industry is. Is is just accelerating it in multiple areas right now and cult. It's funny. I, my dad was actually in the coal industry for 30 years in his career. And then here I am um, working on the solar side of things. So uh, when I sit down for dinner with dad, it's always an interesting conversation on just how much has changed. And really it, it, by utility speak, right? Like in a really short time, like a, and maybe a decade or so. Um, but so we always have that interesting conversation. I think about what you were saying, maybe, I think more broadly, just carbon perspective. And I think solar is going to continue to play a role in um, the resource mix that we add over time, over say the next decade or two. And we're, we're, we're going to work to continue to connect solar to, to customers and meet those needs, help keep jobs in the Valley, help attract jobs to the Valley, help do the same with, with investment. Um, and then I think as you add solar, you just, you look at the rest of your, your portfolio, your asset fleet, and you, um, you know, we'll, we'll be looking at evaluating that and, and, and making investment decisions that, that really align to um, continuing that trajectory of, of, a, of a lower carbon future. All right, that's great. And then just to kind of, um, I guess, sort of zoom the lens in a little bit, um, today is Tuesday the 27th, and yeah. there was another release today from TVA uh, with the Knoxville Utilities Board um, and Origis as the developer. Uh, KUB obviously has already signed deals. I believe it's around 500 megawatts with Green Invest yeah. so far. Um, and this announcement on Tuesday was for another 200 megawatts in Clay County, Mississippi with a 50 megawatt uh, battery storage uh you know, asset uh, attached. Um, I was hoping you maybe just as a sort of a, as a sort of microcosm of the program, if you could sort of go through just how a deal like that comes together, who approaches who, um, and just sort of how the development process takes off from there into leading into an announcement like this. Yeah, no, that's great. And we're very excited about the KUB announcement. You're right. They've just demonstrated, they've been great partners and demonstrated tremendous leadership with their I think it's 502 megawatts of, of renewable energy uh, commitments. So 
KUB, you know, they're a long-term Valley partner under our Valley public power model. And they were wanting, again, to demonstrate leadership, drive innovation and support um, local sustainability efforts with investments in renewable energy. So um, we, we connected with KUB to explore how this, how we could, you know, partner together and, 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 and find projects that align to their preferences. Colt, one of the things I mentioned when we were talking about the origins of Green Invest and how customer input has really helped shape the project over time, KUB played a role in, um, they were the first local power company to participate and really helped the dialogue with KUB help shape um, how that agreement then could be replicated similarly to what we saw with Starkville Utilities um, in this round. And so once we've connected with KUB, it's back to the process of matching customers to specific projects that are sourced from our RFP and really aligning the preferences of each customer um, to specific projects. And we were able to um, find some really good fits for KUB and one of those was the, the project that you mentioned in, in Clay County, Mississippi. And, um, you know, to see a local power company with investment in over 500 megawatts of, of renewable energy is, is, again, just a testament to the leadership that the KUB uh, leadership demonstrated there. It's, it's, it was a great partnership and it will continue to be a great partnership moving forward. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a, a lot of these off takers, um, what they get out of the green invest program, besides the energy they're looking for is sort of the, the know-how, the experience, um, sort of the, the guiding hand through the, the pre-development process and things like that. But on the developer side, I've seen a couple names pop up over and over again. Um, Silicon Ranch, Origis, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few. I was hoping you could go into sort of what have been your guys, uh, what, what has been your, your, your biggest uh, development partnerships through Green Invest? And what do you think they, they sort of find uh, useful or what do they get out of the program besides obviously new business? Sure. Yeah. So on the, the supply side, the procurement side, we, you know, we're working with developers that uh, bid into our competitive industry-wide RFP process and, you know, I think we've learned a lot through that process over the years and developers probably have too. I mean, since we're connecting these projects to, to customer commitments, we're, we're, we're looking to partner with developers that can deliver on projects and, and, and meet CODs. And, um, you know, the industry-wide procurement process just helps, I think, um, get competitive projects that really are, are the best for not only the end use customer, but for the Valley at large. Um, I think that should be good. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, is there anything that I guess I haven't brought up that you think is sort of an interesting or unique aspect of the program, or has there been any projects so far that's really stuck out to you um, as a milestone or an achievement out of, uh, out of all the announcements so far? Well, it's just such a fun space to be working in. I mean, each project is unique and, and so rewarding. And it's just, um, you know, one thing I might hit on, Colt, just kind of is a closing thought and see if you have any other thoughts from this. But 
you kind of hit on it a little bit and I maybe alluded to, to the years to come and, and who knows what that will bring. But I think that one thing that will be important and something that will be a core focus of ours, just kind of continuous innovation with, with this, this, this program. And a couple core questions that I just kind of kick around in my mind are how can we find uh, new and creative ways to engage with customers to help connect this program to their specific goals. Um, we've talked about keeping the Valley competitive from a renewable energy standpoint. Um, you know, how do we meet that emerging customer demand? And then maybe you hit on it with um, solar developers on the supply side and then, you know, customer demand on the demand side. How do we find new partnerships that really translate into shared value proposition. So from a TBA public power model perspective, from a de developer, solar developer perspective um, to a customer perspective, how do we, how do we discover those new partnerships? And, you know, one way to, I think, continuously innovate and I've hit on it throughout is just keep an open feedback loop, both, both on the customer side and on the developer side. And, and how can we, you know, continue to innovate um, and continue to make this product, you know, really the best that we can. So those are a few just kind of core questions that we'll, we'll be chewing on as we, as we look to the future of this program. All right. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see where the program goes in the, in the next couple of years, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. But uh, other than that, Jamie, I really appreciate you uh, joining us, and I really appreciate you um, sharing your insight on the program and uh, where you see it going in the future. Thanks for the time, Cole. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Jimmy. Thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone for uh, tuning in to New Project Media's On The Air. And make sure to tune in next week.